Welcome, feathered friends. Step inside my walk-in robe and let your imagination run wild. Listening to Busting the Pack. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the WA Magpies Collingwood Supporters Group. Your place to share your personal black and white stories as a pie supporter and, more generally, stories about not giving up or having a passion project in life that might inspire others. We want you to feel a sense of ownership in this platform and welcome any contributions and suggestions by emailing bustingthepack at gmail.com. Each Busting the Pack episode is released via the WA Magpies Facebook and web pages. In this week's episode, I chat with a WA Magpies committee member who used to know nothing about Australian rules football until she met the love of her life. WA Magpies sponsored player Brody Marchek has a message about the Busting the Pack song. I review the Pies and West Coast Eagles game and there are entry details for a Best Story Competition segment. Eyes on the prize with $50 gift vouchers kindly donated by Jim Services. On with the show. My next loyal and passionate Collingwood supporter is a committee member of the WA Magpie Supporters Group. When she arrived in Australia from London as a young girl in 1968, she knew nothing about Australian rules football. And she was still none the wiser in 1980 when she was watching her first Collingwood game live at Victoria Park in Melbourne. On that day, she was explained the finer points of the game and now today loves watching Collingwood play as much as she loves her husband, Michael. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie Hamilton. Thank you, Jason. Welcome to our Collingwood household. I have definitely found the headquarters of the Black and White Army. It's a very impressive display. (laughs) So um, growing up with the round ball version of football in England, What was your reaction when you first heard a game of Australian rules football blaring from your neighbour's radio on a Saturday afternoon? He always had the radio very loud and it was very confusing just to hear the words and trying to make sense of what was actually being played. Lots of whistles and people cheering and talking about goals and points of which I had no idea what a point was. <laughs> yes, because it was not a, a concept you grew up with. No, not with soccer. <laughs> um, you had a goal and that was that. <laughs> that's right. Your family joined an immigrant club in 1970 that was in the Swan Districts region and trying to fit in with the local kids as a teenager, you said you supported the Swan Districts team. Did you know that the swan's colours are black and white? Well, at that time I didn't, um, but um, grew to understand the 
different colours for the different teams. So you inadvertently um, pick well. Yes, I did. For the region <laughs> that, that your um, good choice that your immigrant club was in. Um, so presuming it was not to watch a game of football, how and where did you meet your Collingwood mad husband Michael? It was actually over here in Western Australia, even though he's a Victorian. Mm. Um, he'd come over to have uh, a holiday with his mum and family, mm -hmm. who um, was at the time in the army, so they were posted over to Western Australia. Mm -hmm. Michael was also in the army, and when he came over for his break, um, that was the first time I saw the actual Collingwood on TV as they were watching a show called Saturday Afternoon Favourites, okay. I think it was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you sat there and watched it in total silence, watching <laughs> Michael's family be totally absorbed with this show yeah. so that they could find out information about Collingwood as you don't get much and still don't get much over here in WA. That's a good point, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where did you meet Michael? I met him through his brother who was um, a classmate friend of my brother. So they'd gone out um, just for something to do and was kicking the footy around and my brother brought him home to introduce him to the family. Oh, and the rest is history. Yeah. What a lovely story. When Michael took you to watch a Collingwood game at Victoria Park, what were you thinking when you saw guys dressed in white running onto the field, giving messages to players and then running off? I had no idea what was going on um, because I, you just don't see that in soccer. They, they coach from the sidelines, but they never had anything like these uh, supposed runners, mm. which really amused me with the name, even just calling them runners and saying, <laughs> well, why are they running? <laughs> so it, it just didn't make sense to me at all. Well, we have to be very specific with our, <laughs> yeah. with our unique game yeah. <laughs> that a runner has one thing to do. He has to run onto the field, deliver a message and then run off. He's not a walker. No, that's And now <laughs> they're not even allowed onto the field. So I think they've been done away with completely. Yeah. And also, um, you know, men in white, you're like, who are these crazy guys? Aren't they yeah. supposed to be um, catching the crazy guys? But, yeah. Um, it just didn't make sense. And in this confused state of mind, what other examples can you give of this game in action that did not make sense to you? The chaos of having tackles in the middle of the ground and you'll see all these players piling up on top of each other. <laughs> Looked like they were playing British Bulldog or something like that, having a big rumble on the ground, yeah. which I thought was really um, quite amazing considering, again, because of the, the soccer background, that yeah. you weren't allowed to touch each other. That's true. And these guys were having a punch-up. <laughs> <laughs> to get this ball. Oh, that's what it looked like anyway, yeah. Yeah. How much of a help was Michael explaining the finer points of the game with you? He managed to go okay, but because <laughs> the game is so fast, yeah. that um, I just couldn't, couldn't grasp it. 
By the time we'd explained one thing, something else was happening. Uh, yeah, I, it just totally lost me. Um, you're known for your mini cheer squad streamers watching the pies with Debbie and Julie as members of the WA Magpies at the Hyde Park Hotel. What is one of your fondest memories as a loyal and passionate member of the Black and White Army at the Heidi? I would probably have to go back in time to when the Hyde Park Hotel was a bigger hotel and um, okay. just a totally different shape. And what they used to have Was is, that before the redevelopment? Yes. When the um, players used to finish their game mm. at Subiaco, yeah. they would come back to the Hyde Park Hotel and actually have dinner oh. in a section that had glass doors so we could see them. Yeah. Not that you sit there watching them eat their dinner, but you had this area. Can when they finished yeah. their dinner, yeah. they would come out and do their meet and greet. Oh, nice. And because okay. there was probably not as many Magpie members or realised what they would do no. at the time, we almost had free reign of one-on-ones with Tony Shaw and Peter Dacos and the Severio, wow. Rocker and I'm his brother. Now. And, you know, I've got multiple photos of my sons when they were six years old and maybe eight years old yeah. and with all these players all around them and yeah, it was a great time and so that was at the Hyde Park Hotel. What year would that have been uh, roughly because you're speaking of like the old Hyde Park yeah. before it got um, redeveloped. Yeah. So you're saying like that was in the, in the 90s? Yes, it would have been, yeah. If you're talking about Sav Rocker and yes. types of players. Yeah. Okay. And that's when we first met Nathan Buckley as well, in the same scenario. Mm. And at the time, he had a, um, a contract was coming to the end and he was trying to decide whether to stay with Collingwood or go to Brisbane, which okay. is where he was originally from. Yeah. Yeah, so he was in a bit of a quandary at that particular time and I remember lots of the Collingwood support fans coming up to him and saying, oh, please stay and all that sort of thing. Well, as you know, he did. So now, that it, was pretty cool. So in your, in your humble way, you're basically saying, well, we convinced him to stay because he saw we how passionate and <laughs> crazy... Yes. Yes, that's very these true. W, these <laughs> WA-based Collingwood supporters are. Starved of Collingwood information, so. You got him over the line and yes. he stayed. <laughs> well done. And well done to everyone else that made that happen, even if you could even remember that. How did you come to be a committee member of the WA Magpies and what do you enjoy the most about volunteering your time and effort to this worthy cause? I became a member because I was actually asked by Peter, who was... Peter Bellucci? Yes, yep. sorry. Uh, yep. He was on the committee beforehand, I believe, mm. and um, they were having a little bit of um, time with work and things like that for the past committee, so they were almost winding up. So he was looking for more members to keep the uh, committee going. Okay. And so um, it got it got to that point where decisions had to be made. Yeah. If there wasn't enough interest 
in terms of having a, a proper functioning uh, committee, yeah. they were going to wind up the supporters club. Yeah, wow. which would have been a shame. Yeah, because of we've it made big inroads into because look what it is now members. Yeah, you know, I believe we've got over a hundred and twenty WA members. Yeah, at, at this and that includes COVID, so that yeah made it very hard to get those people in as well. Just signing up to is as you know easy as like fifteen dollars for the year, and yeah. you get your twenty percent off your food and drink at yeah. the Higher Park Hotel. It's very good. And I actually know um, people who don't even go for Collingwood. They're they're joining up to be part of, it and that's fine. Which helps us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before I close the interview, is there anything you would like to say to the listeners of Busting the Pack? Uh, just get on board um, and it's not that hard to do the podcast and the more people that you get the chance to talk to, the more we'll know all about our, our WA members. Exactly and um, any ideas and suggestions, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all appreciated. Yes. They're, they're all taken into consideration and then that gives us ideas for interviews down the, you know, down the track. And um, we'll just keep persisting with passion. <laughs> yes, lots of passion. <laughs> with the perspective not to give up, yeah, most importantly. definitely. Uh, thanks for having a chat, Jackie. Thank you very much for asking me. You're welcome. Brody Majek here spitting some truth. When I heard the busting the pack intro theme song for the first time, it fired me up so much. Now I want to listen to it before I go out and do battle for the Mighty Pies and bust some packs for real. Check out the podcast of the WA Magpies Facebook and web pages. Go Pies! Game Review Collingwood Magpies versus West Coast Eagles at Melbourne Cricket Ground. Saturday... July 31. West Coast Eagles captain Shannon Hearn played his 300th game, but they might seriously want to think about changing their name to the West Coast Witches Hats after an insipid performance against the Collingwood Magpies at the MCG in front of no crowd thanks to COVID. What the Eagles served up was summed up best by my co-worker who is an Eagles fan they need to all go up to Shannon Hearn after that game, look him in the eye and apologise for letting him down so badly. Aside from the first half of the first quarter resembling an arm wrestle between the teams, when the Pies kicked the first goal of the game, what led up to that icebreaker was a definite change in game plan for the Pies. Indeed, there was a possession chain of at least 10 handballs in that surge, reminiscent of the Western Bulldogs style of play in 2016, when they claimed the Premiership with this run and carry brand of football. Put simply, the Pies relentlessly attacked the corridor through the middle of the ground, which is synonymous with high risk, high reward football. If you have the courage of your convictions to back your disposal skills and it comes off, you have the power of being able to open the ground up, overwhelming the opposition with multiple potential scoring avenues to goal. But if it goes wrong, you can be decimated on the counter-attack. 
The Pies adopted this as their modus operandi and ran with it for the game. Since Robert Harvey took on the position as caretaker coach for the Pies, they are now number one in the AFL for playing on from marks. And they had plenty of those ultimately. 167 marks for this game was the highest by any team this season. And with a team usually averaging 84 uncontested marks for the game, Pies had a whopping 154, which does not reflect well on Eagles' lack of work ethic to impact the contest and close down time and space. Little wonder that Eagles have the worst tackling efficiency and are the second worst in the league for pressure. Reiterating the witch's hat analogy, I thought I was watching an open training session in the first half. Eagles personified Bruce 3 football as they stood off their man and were constantly led to the ball. And instead of bombing it in the forward line indiscriminately, the Pies actually lowered their eyes and honoured the forwards on the lead with ruthless efficiency. WA Magpies sponsor player Brody Marchek feasted on the quality of inside 50 entries along with Darcy Cameron, Jamie Elliott, Josh Thomas, and youngsters Trent Bianco and the improving Henry Oliver, who has a strong set of hands and kicked a beauty from the boundary line. The same could not be said for the Eagles, as when they did get it into their forward line, they missed relatively easy shots, or it came out far too easily when the Pies midfielders pushed up to help the back line and turn defence into attack. When the siren blared to signal half-time, the Pies had kicked 10 goals to a solitary one by the Eagles and enjoyed a 50-point lead. This was only the second time in the last 10 years that the Eagles have been restricted to 11 points or fewer at half-time. The green shoots for this game were the rebuilding Pies fielding 10 players with 50 games or less experience. And five players had 10 games or less. Forward Jack Ginnivan and backman Isaac Quainar were swamped by teammates as they kicked their first goals in AFL. High-flying Jeremy Howe returned from a serious knee injury, teaming up with the ever-reliable Jordan Roughhead, which allowed the likes of young pies John Noble, Isaac Quainar, and WA Magpies sponsor player, Trey Rusco, to back their short passing game. Growing in confidence as they linked up with the class of Jack Crisp, Taylor Adams, Jordan DeGoey, and captain for the day, Steel Sidebottom. He relished the responsibility and had eight score involvements alone in the third quarter. Now, it should be noted that this style of high possession football was inevitably going to be too taxing on the young players and the Pies faded in the second half, increasing their lead by only one point at three-quarter time. But the damage had already been done in the first half and the Eagles never really mounted any kind of challenge to this onslaught in response. My humorous highlight of the game was when Eagles' Dom Sheed pleaded his case to the umpire that he didn't hear the decision after giving away a 50 metre penalty. Even though there was no crowd at the ground. Is Dom? 
is a bad liar. Ultimately, statistics don't always tell the story with the Eagles winning the clearances and inside 50s for the game. The stat that mattered, however, was the Pies had a season-high 462 disposals for the game at an incredible 82% efficiency. Final score, Collingwood, 16 goals, 6, 90 points. Defeated West Coast, 6 goals, 9, 45 points. A 45-point shellacking, giving the Pies their biggest win against a bitter rival since 2013. I had to laugh when the players were singing good old Collingwood forever in the change rooms with their face masks on. Because you could bet your life on it that that tight-knit group would have been grinning from ear to ear. A joy to watch, Pies. Join us at the Hyde Park Hotel for all Collingwood matches on the big screen and cheer for the Pies. WA Magpies members enjoy a 20% discount on food and drink. Next game is this Sunday when the Pies take on the Hawthorne Hawks. Bounce down is at 12.10pm. Go Pies! Are you having trouble getting that sparkle back into your pool? Jim's Pool Care can help out with any pool problem. Need it done, Jim's the one. With just one call, Jim's Pool Care mobile pool shops will respond to any pool equipment problems. We can repair or replace all leading brands of pool equipment, such as pumps, chlorinators or automatic pool cleaners. So if you're thinking pools, think Jim's. Call 131546. Need it done, Jim's the one. Or Google Jim's Pool Care and book online. Eyes on the prize. Thanks to Jim's services, they are kindly donating prizes of $50 gift vouchers for a best story competition. We want to hear your fondest memory as a passionate fan. Be creative, engaging, interesting, and keep your entry to 200 words or less. So get those thinking caps on and email bustingthepack at gmail.com Well, until next week, feathered friends, always remember, passion, persistence, perspective. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. J signing off.